Hey there! Welcome to the Imperfectly Pollyanna podcast, where we talk about real life, always imperfect, but always finding the good, whether in faith, homeschool, or overall life. I am your host, Courtney, a faith-filled homeschool mom of two, licensed medical professional, certified health coach, and eternal optimist. I'm so glad you're here. Today is the day we have been waiting for since the end of November, the first day of co-op for the spring session. My kids have literally been counting down the days over the past couple of weeks, and really, so have I. Today will be mixed with fun and chaos as new families join us and everyone is getting back into the swing of things. Over the past week, I have been reading over social media posts from parents who are either new to homeschooling or are seriously considering it. One of the biggest questions that is always asked is about curriculum. I'm not going to speak on all of that specifically because, frankly, there is so much out there that it couldn't fit in just one podcast episode, or five, for real. However, When it comes to looking at curriculum, it can become very stressful. After all, no one wants to fail at homeschooling, right? No one says, gee, I think I want my kids to fall behind in their education. (laughs) One thing that should be taken into consideration is that just like falling snowflakes, no family or even child is the same. Everyone has a brain that functions and processes differently, even if it's similar to someone else. And guess what? That's what makes homeschooling the perfect option for kids who don't fit into the cookie-cutter expectations of school. When it comes to choosing a curriculum, many think it has to do and look a certain way. Typically like a regular school environment with learning every subject, every day, sitting at a table or a desk, as well as using an all-in-one system. While that would work, and does work, for lots of families, it doesn't work for everyone. Sometimes, I think it is chosen because it seems like the easiest choice. After all, when you're first starting out, easy is good. Actually, there's never anything wrong with easy in homeschooling. (laughs) But imagine for a moment, if you will, Having a child that looks forward to learning. Imagine being able to see what their passions are and build a learning environment around it. It is said that, quote, education is more than checking off boxes or getting a grade on a test. That would have made me a nervous wreck at the beginning of our journey. But now, now it is freeing. It can be difficult to break out of the thinking that education needs to look a certain way or that there needs to be a specific amount of information sharing within a specific amount of time, but that's just not true. Sure, children need to learn the basics and be able to function in life. However, education, learning, is about so much more. Today, I want to help you imagine how life could look in your homeschool journey. But let me preface this by saying, just because you find what works, or just because you do enjoy and embrace an out-of-the-box lifestyle, doesn't mean it won't come with moments 
or days, you want to pull your hair out and throw in the towel. Those days will come, but it doesn't mean you've made the wrong decision. I'm going to use my kids as examples, but also expand on ideas you can take to use and create your own happy. What does it look like to embrace your child's unique characteristics, gifts, and passions when it comes to their education? Well, let's explore, shall we? There is a fellow homeschool mom who created her own curriculum called Fun Schooling. Okay, right then and there, that automatically (laughs) makes me want to be like, okay, tell me more. Fun Schooling? I discovered it back in 2020, and while it is a bit mind-bending to initially understand how it works, she has categorized learners into five categories. And once you know which type of learner your child or you is, then you can begin to see homeschooling in a whole new way of possibilities. I thought I would touch on them and then build from there. First, there is the follower. They learn by following instructions copying, watching, and doing what they're told. They like desks and workbooks and tend to do well in a classroom setting. Next, there are the friend learners, which is my daughter. (laughs) They want to do things together and learn best when having fun. They like to have a lot of conversation and being social. These kids like to snack. My daughter likes to snack all day long, <laughs> chat, talk about what they're learning, and enjoy watching educational shows with others. They learn through example and communication. After that, we have explorers. These kids can be quite the adventurers. They want to go and do. They learn with experience and discovery. They enjoy zoos, museums, going places with you. Learning is always happening with this group. The fourth type is detective. They flourish with unschooling. They ask lots of questions, love to research, love libraries, computers, mysteries, quests. They take things apart and want to find out answers. It could be that they are closed up about what they are researching sometimes, or it may be that that's all they want to talk about. (laughs) The last type is creator. They are always doing something new. They question why and have to create to learn. They may be messy, active, and inventive, which means they learn best when they are making stuff. Now, you may have a child who fits in several of those categories, which is not uncommon. My daughter loves doing things with friends or family. My son loves taking things apart, putting things together, and creating stuff out of random objects. How does that relate to their education? I think it's pretty obvious, but maybe it's not. Whenever you have a child that enjoys doing things with others, it may sound exhausting because that may mean he or she learns best by having you work alongside of them. And I'm not going to lie, it can be exhausting whenever you're trying to get all of the things done that you need to and have to hear complaining, crying, or frustration because that child is needing your attention. Oh, or the ever-popular, I'm bored, whenever it's not a boredom issue, but rather a desire to be a part of something. Do you know why that's a beautiful thing? Because it is truly about how we see situations as to whether we have a positive or negative response. 
I could get frustrated, and I have. But when I take the time to really look at what this means, it's a chance to slow down and be present in the moment with my daughter. It's a few moments of really seeing her, talking with her, and finding the pure joy from simply watching her facial expressions as she chats about something that she finds interesting. It is coming down to the innocence of a child. And it is beautiful. What a gift to have the opportunity to be in the moment, even if initially forced or inconvenient. We can get so wrapped up in worry over whether our kids are getting a full education that we completely pass by the moments when the learning is truly happening. As adults, we are constantly thinking about all that needs to be done, not just with homeschool, but work, bills, house, activities, life. (laughs) But having a child who needs the connection is a chance to see the world in a simpler way. Having a child who does better working with someone means that perhaps the Lord is preparing her to have a servant's heart to change lives by creating community. It's about the end result while recognizing the daily moments that will one day turn into a calling. This may look like learning as a family unit, reading lessons together, taking turns reading aloud, learning a subject together, sitting together and putting together a Lego set that involves reading or problem-solving, fine motor skills, and even learning about what the Lego set theme is about. I'm telling you, there are some Lego sets, a lot of them that you put together, and they are great conversation pieces. My son can be someone who enjoys time together, but equally appreciates his alone time. He's someone who used to despise reading, and that's not an exaggeration. What I was doing was expecting him to read things that were not interesting to him at all. I found books that he and I could connect through. Once I knew the style he liked, then I built off of that. We have switched up curriculums based on interest and found that he also enjoys doing things together with learning. As we have grown together, we have found that learning happens everywhere and through everything. The kids get monthly subscription boxes from a place called KiwiCo, and that allows them to explore, create, and learn in a different way than what we do for our core stuff. And that's still school and education. I've talked about our curriculum that we currently use before, but it's worth mentioning again. We use Gather Round Homeschool. The idea is that we gather together, read the lesson together, discuss things, watch videos, and do crafts or activities around that day's lesson. And then they each have a notebook for their level to work through. It covers all subjects but math. And let me tell you, I have had such happy tears over both the lessons and the blessing it has been for us. We chose to homeschool for several reasons, but the fact that we quite literally are learning together as a family unit is what homeschool is about. Gather round as unit studies, so we pick what sounds interesting to them and we go from there. So far, we have done farming and food, living off the land, and Christmas around the world. This week, we are starting space. 
and we will finish off the year with Easter, botany, and possibly ancient civilizations, just depending on how much we dive into the other units. There are several extension activities that tie in with what we learn about, and we even made a diorama for living off the land. Who knew we'd find another use for all of the old Lincoln logs, (laughs) as well as hot glue and random objects in the yard. My daughter is very, very into horses and currently takes lessons. She's starting her first year in 4-H after doing three years of mini 4-H before this. She lights up now talking about lessons and all the things she is learning to do. Is this part of her education? Absolutely. She reads about horses, how to care for them, writes stories about them, learns hands-on what it takes to have one, draws them, not to mention the physical and mental aspect of writing. My son is building a passion for playing the guitar. He started taking a class in co-op before the pandemic shut us down, but now has been taking classes for it again. Not only that, but he is now beginning to play guitar on our worship team with his mentor playing alongside of him. How cool is that? They work together before service to go over chords and progressions. He's not just learning to play an instrument. There is a huge benefit to learning to play, but there's much more going on than that. When you take the time to pay attention to your kid and see what lights them up, then build off of that, it becomes a whole new ball game for homeschool. My daughter wants to be an art teacher, but she also wants to be an astronomer. My son is into coding and really enjoys working on the computer, and he enjoys space as well. So we find things that relate to their interests and find ways to learn around that. That's why we are doing a space unit next. It's a subject they both love, we can learn as a family, and really dive deep together. Letting go of the expectations that the world has for us as parents and them as children is freeing. It really is. Kids are not made to learn all the same way. And what is seen as a weakness or frustration when it comes to learning in a school setting is actually what brings more life into the world. See, I believe the world needs more homeschooled children that have been given the opportunity to embrace their learning differences and run the race that has been marked out for them. God didn't make a mistake when he created us because he created us in his image. Each child is unique and deserves the chance to learn at a pace and in a way that brings out their individual gifts and prepares them for the path that God intended. As parents, we want so much for our kids. We want them to be successful, happy, healthy, all the good things. And there is nothing wrong with that. We don't want to hold them back from being at their best, right? So there's no reason to force them to fit inside of a mold or box that we have created in our minds. Now you will have haters. (laughs) You will have people who mean well, but say hurtful things. You will even have loved ones who almost seem sad at your choice to homeschool your child. Like, oh no, you're going to homeschool? But hear me when I say this. Your decision is yours to make as a parent. If you have prayed about this and feel called to do it, you can't mess this up. What an honor to get to support our children as they grow into someone who God has called to do great things, 
new things. And we get a front row seat to see that happen. There are so many ways to homeschool, and finding what works may take a few trials and errors. There's nothing wrong with that. Take time to take chances. Explore the options. Think outside the box. Enjoy this time because our children are going to grow up either way. Unfortunately, no matter how many times I threaten to cancel my child's birthday, they roll their eyes and they turn another year older. (laughs) It is up to us as to whether or not we are active in their upbringing. Have fun together. Like I said before, everything is educational if you are willing to open up your mind and let go of the vision you had in your mind. It is possible to have children who love to learn and become passionate in what they are called to be. It's the perfect time to break out of the expectations of the world and begin a new way of living for your family. The world is full of confusion and views that don't align with what you know to be right. Show your kids that there is joy in learning. Do life together. This can be hard work and fun all at the same time. I'm hoping this podcast finds those needing support or encouragement. If that's you, you found a friend. If you've connected to this episode in any way, I'd love you to share it with someone you know and care about. I'm sure they would love it too, knowing that you thought of them. You can always connect and find me over on Facebook or Instagram under Imperfectly Pollyanna. You can also send me an email at any time to Courtney at ImperfectlyPollyanna.com. I hope you'll continue showing up as we find the good together. Remember, you are loved and I am glad you're here. See you next time.